Hey all, it's Ben here, hope you're doing well. Um, I've been asked to speak today and I'd like to speak on the fear of the Lord, particularly that the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. I've been writing about this topic um, to our friend Ernest in the Congo. It's something that he, he wanted teaching on and so it's something I've been looking into really. I don't know about you, but particularly in these times, I've been praying for wisdom. I've been praying for wisdom for our leaders, for our teachers, for our NHS staff, for our key workers, for our pastors, for our parents, for our kids. I think right now we're in a time where we all need wisdom. And the book of Proverbs actually, it tries to answer this question, it tries to make sense of the world, to, to, to step correctly and to live in wisdom. And that's almost the central question of the book of Proverbs is how do we live wisely? And wisdom, this word, the Hebrew word, it doesn't just mean wisdom in terms of intellectual knowledge, but it also means justice. It means the moral law of the universe. It's, as I said, not just something of a mind, but it's the, the word used to describe how a craftsman creates beautiful art. It's about design. It's a skill that we acquire as we use it, this wisdom. It's not a, just an impersonal life force or an attribute. It's it's actually part of a character of who God is. And the Bible, the Bible promises us that the beginning of wisdom, the starting place of all understanding, is fearing God. And I think that's interesting. It's not something we teach in our schools. It's a completely different and radically opposing way of understanding knowledge. It's not about filling us up with information, but wisdom is first about fearing God. In Proverbs nine ten reads, "The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom." A knowledge of a holy one is understanding. And now this, this this phrase to fear God may seem a little bit strange. We, when we speak of fear, we often think of fear in nightmares, fear in danger, being scared of spiders or running away from a threat. Now, fearing God, I, I believe, is different. In the Bible, the, the people of Israel are repeatedly commanded to fear God. And I don't believe that God is this kind of menace in the sky who's telling people to be running away scared from him like a like a child with a magnifying glass over ants that's not who god is but to fear god is to be in awe of him it's seeing who god is in his perfection and trembling at his power it is rightly understanding god as the omnipotent creator giving him credit for his matchless worth it's for similar fear when we look into the night sky and we see the vast galaxy, the Milky Way, and we see the enormity of the universe and we realise that we are fully dwarfed in its might. That is the fear of God in nature. Now, fearing God is honouring him. It is worshipping worshipping him and it's loving him. And it is the beginning of all wisdom. And I believe that there's a, there's a position or there's three positions that shift in us when we fear God in gaining wisdom. There are three things that change in us as we fear God and we grow in wisdom. The first one, when we fear God, it puts us in our proper place. When we fear God, it's no longer ourselves who become a protagonist of our story, the focus of our life, but actually it shifts from ourselves to God. Our focus changes when we fear the Lord. I believe that a true understanding of God doesn't simply stop at his divine nature but must include also his moral perfection. When we fear God we rightly understand that he is morally perfect and that we are 
full of failures in light of his excellencies. Fearing God rightly exposes our sinful nature. And having this exposed, our heart and our, our judgment is no longer the ultimate benchmark for our decision-making process. I believe this is why fearing God is the beginning of wisdom. Because we no longer look to ourselves as objective truth, as the one who gives the truth. Following and fearing the Lord becomes our benchmark and our understanding. Now, it may sound like I'm being a little bit harsh, but we know in scripture that the heart is described as being wicked and deceitful above all things. Who can understand it? We also know that the, the regenerative work of the Lord does change our heart. It does change our stone heart with a heart of flesh. But generally speaking, when we fear God, we no longer simply follow our heart. And I would say, you know, what does your heart say? Follow your heart can be bad advice because sometimes our hearts aren't where they should be. And fearing God can put a put a stop in this mechanism. It can it can shift our focus from ourselves to someone who is more true, who is more perfect. Fearing God is the beginning of wisdom because when we fear him, our stature changes from one of pride and arrogance to one of humility and need before the Lord. <laughs> Natalie and I sometimes we have disagreements about how to approach a task. This one time we we bought a um, big curtain pole for the for the bay curtain bay window, sorry. And I remember seeing it and I thought instantly I thought I know how I need to fix this. I need to bend it. There's like little ridges, and because because I thought I was the one, because I thought I knew everything and I'm a technology teacher, I know what I'm doing. I proceeded to bend the pole and actually I bent it the wrong way and I I didn't ruin. But I changed, let's say I changed, I changed the overall aesthetic and I, I misused it. Now, in in me approaching this situation, I thought I had wisdom. I thought I knew what I was doing. And actually, I needed to take a step back from myself. My wisdom was actually my folly, my foolishness, because I, I wasn't ready to learn. I wasn't in a position of listening, but of thinking that I knew it all. Now, when we fear God, our understanding of ourselves changes from being, oh, I'm the one with all the answers to one who's actually a learner. Fearing God makes us a disciple and makes us open to new learning. Not of boasting, but of receiving. That is why fearing God is the beginning of wisdom, point one. Point number two, I believe, is although it puts us in our proper place, actually it puts God in his proper place. Now that may seem odd. At least I could say it puts... God in his proper place in our mind. It puts him as the father whose name is to be hallowed. To fear God is not an outdated medieval charm of good luck, but it's a pro it's the right and proper response to the awesome creator. Now, God is perfect and immeasurable by definition. If God is not fearsome, if God is not worth fearing and being in awe of, then I'd say he's not God at all. A God who isn't powerful, a God who is not majestic, a God who is not divine is actually no God at all. When I teach RS, I often get questions such as, you know, is God evil? Can God do things wrong? Can God make mistakes? Can God not, not be who he says he is? Now, my response is often along the lines that if we give God a flaw, if we attribute sin or wrongdoing to God, then it's no longer God that we're speaking about, but some other imperfect being. If we truly understand who God is and what he is like, 
and we ought to tremble at the thought of his reality. This is why throughout the Bible we see when people interact with God, there is often the need of some kind of barrier. Maybe it's the, the curtain in the temple or Moses just seeing the back of God because God's presence is that powerful. The full reception of it would extinguish the human spirit. Think about that for a second. Fearing God leads us to a proper understanding of who he is in his awesomeness. Doesn't sound like a real word. There's got to be another word for it. Awesomeness, awesomeness, whatever you'd say. It helps us understand who God is. When we receive him with awe, it actually leads us onto the path of understanding who he is. Simply put, if the God that you believe in and worship is not a God to be feared, then he's not God at all. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of true understanding and of wisdom because it elevates him to his true position as the true potentate of all time and space. It is the exact opposite of wisdom to understand God as anything lower. The latter half of the proverb reads, Knowledge of the Holy One is understanding. To act unto God, to worship him, to live for him accordingly is the fruit of true wisdom. Without the fear, without the honour of the Lord, there is no starting place to truly understand him. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. The knowledge of the Holy One is understanding. Without it, we cannot understand who we are, nor can we understand who he is. My third and, and final point today is that although fearing God helps us understand who we are, it helps us understand who he is, it also helps us understand everything else in between. Fearing the Lord is the beginning of wisdom because it puts everything else in its proper place. When we fear the Father, when we honour him, when we revere him, it topples the throne of every other idol in our life. And I'd say if we've got idols, then we're not truly fearing the Lord for who he is. It may be that we are prone to chase status, wealth, security, fame. A correct view of who God is as the sole and proof soul and supreme source of all things changes and transforms our understanding of who he is and actually the world that he has created. Fearing God puts everything else in its proper position. You might be asking yourself some questions. I believe that seeking God as he is in awe, in, th- in fear, actually gives us a true sense of how and what the world is. So, questions. Should I leave my wife for another? The answer to that I believe is truly found in fearing God. Should I commit this evil or this good? The answer is found in fearing God. Should I do wrong to my brother? The answer is found in fearing God. Should I oppress one of his creations? The answer is found in fearing God. A true understanding of the Lord and our position before him as part of his creation puts many of the questions of life into clear perspective. It is very practical wisdom to fear the Lord. I really believe that it's practical advice, it's practical wisdom and it's the start of understanding to fear God. Now, there might be some things in your life that a simple fear God may not automatically resolve, which 
type of car should I buy? What type of phone should I have? Should I be pay as you go or should I have a contract? What should I title my business? Should I phone up Mrs. Whoever regarding her recent bereavement or leave it a few days? Those are the questions that fear God do not does not quite quickly answer. But fearing God, I believe, is fearing the God of the Bible. It means that we follow him and his revealed word in scripture. By fearing God, we must then honour the very words that he has given to us. If you're struggling in a dilemma, if you're seeking wisdom for a decision, we need to fear God and read his word. I think they come hand in hand and it's a, a natural spring of fearing God is that we respect and honour and follow what he says. And when I say that, I don't mean that we should therefore just pick up a, block, a Bible, open it up, find a passage to fit what we, what we might want to do. Fearing God, knowing God, loving God, the Lord of all creation, the one who composed the works in the Bible logically, coherently and purposefully. Fearing him is to take it seriously, not like a tarot card where we just flip it and see what it says. Fearing God results in a true and humble study of his word and that's necessary in leading a wise life. I believe that all else will come into proper focus when we fear God. Personally, I'm prone to anxiety. I'm prone to fear and overthinking and insomnia. Now, just to say, ah, oh, fear God, Ben, is not that magical answer to all of my issues and dilemmas. It's not. But having an awareness of who the Father is in his majesty, daily practising his presence in my life, radically changes all my other priorities and positions. Because when I look to him who supplies truth and the Holy Spirit to calm my thoughts, to calm my internal storm and trust in him, that's when all other things can be put into their rightful order. And this is where I find wisdom or at least the beginning of wisdom, to fear God and to look to him. God has more for us. Fearing him puts us in a position where we can begin to receive from him. C.S. Lewis once famously wrote, I believe in Christ like I believe in the Son, not because I can see it, but by it I can see everything else. And though C.S. Lewis wasn't really speaking about wisdom when he penned that quote, I believe the sentiment still applies. Christ is the all-enlightening one by whom we are able to see clearly and understand the world before us. This is why the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. It may not sound like the wisest proverb in the book, fear the Lord. However, it is the spring from which we are able to receive all other wisdom because it puts us in our place, it puts God in his place and it puts everything else where it ought to be. In conclusion, doing well on time today. To fear God is not to be scared of him as you would be scared of a monster or a spider, but it's to bow before his immense greatness in worship and in awe. This fear is the beginning of all wisdom because it not only enlightens our understanding of who he is, but our view of ourself and all that he has created. This, I believe, is what Solomon the author of Proverbs declares when he says the beginning of the Lord, uh, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. So I'm going to pray for us. Perhaps you've got a, a dilemma, a decision, a work opportunity that you need wisdom 
for. I'm going to pray for us. I'm going to pray for God's wisdom in our decisions, in our life. So Lord, we thank you that you are the author of all creation. You are the one to whom, by whom, for whom and in whom all things have been created. And we pray for your wisdom, Lord. We pray for your understanding. We begin by fearing you, by saying, wow, you are, you are the author of light. You are the majestic one. You are the all-powerful one. And Lord, help us to understand who we are before your power and understand how you have ordered the world and how you want us to operate in it. Give us your spirit of wisdom. Give us your word, Lord, that we may pick it up, that we may understand it and that we may read and study it diligently, Lord, like the Bereans. Father, I thank you that you have not left us alone, but by your spirit, you give us wisdom. Help us to begin with understanding who you are, Lord, not to fear man, not to fear the things of the world, but to fear you and to act justly and appropriately following that revelation of who you are. Amen.